Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dreamers Cuffins Podcast and Radio Show. Coming to you on this Monday evening here with a podcast touching on social media influence and the power it has over people, the world nowadays, how you consume social, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, podcasts, email, newsletter. Basically, social media at this point just means the word for the internet and the digital landscape that we're living in. So if you're on YouTube right now and you're watching me, Welcome to this social media platform. And uh, really quick disclaimer, I'm in my home office right now, so if my dog goes crazy, it's literally just protecting me from prime delivery or kids trying to drop Girl Scout cookies on me if it's that time of year. So when I'm talking about social media influence, the first thing I want to say is, disclaimer, I do not consume social media like a lot of you guys do. In fact, I'm very terrible at watching other people's stuff. I more so watch people's behavior, how they react to our things and what we do in our space. And I... Immediately, um, I'll talk to BJ Gadur about you know what he sees and what he's doing. I'll talk with Alexia about the same thing because obviously she lives on the platform. And uh, I've been wanting to do this podcast episode for quite a while on social media influence. And I've probably had this conversation with you know, 10, 15 other friends, family members, uh, people around the space about what I see, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. And that's what I want to touch on here. And speaking of BJ, he did a podcast, I think it was called like Fitness Frauds, talking about a girl in our space who's basically getting sued by, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people. She was on Good Morning America. I'm not going to say her name on here because it, it doesn't warrant it. And uh, I don't know enough about the situation to, to chime in on it. But point being is when you're in this space, you know, you have a certain level of responsibility, um, you know, to people who watch your stuff, listen to your stuff and consume your stuff. And, you know, if you know better, you should do better. And that's what I've always believed in. And again, obviously, I'm going to come, you know, full circle on a lot of this stuff. But when people say, you know, I'm a social media influencer, and that's their job, and that's their title, I I just want to say this, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I fucking hate that shit. I really do like that's not a job. It just isn't. And if it is now, it won't be in five or 10 years. I promise you that. A lot of people who are putting all their stock, you know, it's like the Warren Buffett, you know, advice. Don't put all your eggs in one basket when it comes to investments. And I believe that. That's why we diversify our stuff, you know, personally in our household. But people are going, you know, and again, I'm not saying don't go all in on the things that's, you know, bringing you the most value or, you know, obviously we as marketers, we do this. We, we ruin every platform. If you look at email marketing, people ruin it. If you look at Facebook, you know, we ruined it. If you look at Instagram, we're going to ruin that too. You know, we go all in on the stuff. We try to extract as much value as possible. And then we, you know, we get in and we get out. And a lot of these people are going all in on these things and they're, they're not being transparent and they're not giving you guys the best information. A lot of them are just in, not to giving you value, but they're trying to extract value from you. And if you listen to my stuff for any amount of time, we call those people drains. They're not fountains. And they're vampires, basically sucking, you know, as much money and resources from you as possible to just go down the road and do it again to the next person, the next person, the next person. These people are people you should not follow in the space. And when you are on social media like we are and you have, whether it's, you know, hundreds of thousands or if you look at all the platforms, you know, you're touching a million people per day. There's a lot of responsibility with that. You know, to me, it's, you know, whom much is given, much is tested or, you know, obviously the more juice you have, the more responsibility falls on you. And there's power in that. Whether people who are naive to the space want to believe it or not, you literally can make life-changing money and some of these people generational changing money by the amount of stuff you can sell and coach and, and huck on the internet. That's just the, the world that we live in. I don't know if you guys are, I'm sure most of you are smart enough if you're listening to my stuff, you can make a lot of money. Um, you, in fitness, you couldn't, you know, honestly, in my opinion, a decade ago, 
a lot of the stuff we're doing now wouldn't be possible. But now because of the internet at scale, um, you can make a lot of money doing what we do if you're if you're good at it and you care about people. And, and the shitty thing is, is if you don't care about people and you're just a fucking con artist, you can make a lot of money too upfront in the short term. Now the long term, you know, people are gonna find you out and you know understand that you're selling snake oil and a bunch of horse shit and you know. They'll call a spade a spade at some point, but up front, a lot of people can get snowed and, and lose money and resources and valuable time, and that's what I'm trying to touch on here. So in terms of social media, what you guys follow and who you look at and what you do, the two reasons, honestly, um, I would follow people on social is for education, number one, and entertainment, you know, number two. That's it. The two reasons I follow people is for the educational piece of it. Can I learn something? Are they going to teach me something? Do they put me in a better mood? Um, can they give me one piece of tangible advice or influence that I can use in my life or with my people and the world that I live in? Or to entertainment. It's just funny. Like I'm trying to think of somebody I follow, like Theo Vaughn on uh, Instagram. Like his podcast is it's utterly just it's fucking ridiculous. The things that come out of his mouth make zero sense. Um, and we we trade text between friends and we're dying laughing. So that's most of the things I would tell you to follow are things that are bringing you education or they're entertaining to you and they put you in a good mood. Now in fitness, it, the lines become blurred in a lot of areas. And as, to touch on BJ's point from his podcast, he talks about people you follow in fitness, like the freak shows, the things that you know are not not normal, and the people that don't look like normal humans, whether it be, you know, you want to say freakish genetics, sure, uh, mixed with hard work, but typically it's aided by pharmaceuticals uh, and things that are not attainable to the average person. So you're watching somebody deadlift 800 pounds and then going after an 800-pound deadlift. It's probably not going to happen. It's not in your genetic, you know, ceiling or window, and I'm not trying to tell anybody to not work towards their goals, but when you see somebody who's 250 pounds, they have paper-thin skin, and they have veins like a roadmap coming out of every angle of their body, that's not real. There's no genetic person who's 250 pounds, who's 5% body fat all year round and has veins popping out everywhere. That is just not a real thing. Like use common sense, you guys, when you follow people and you see them, if it looks too good to be true, more often than not, it probably is. Now I'm not saying there isn't genetic anomalies out there. I comes to mind originally to Emoji Alua uh, is a freak show. Again, the backstory, if you guys follow Emoji on Instagram, I think it's Big Man Bosa on IG. And Emoji has never done drugs in his life. Moji was uh, an Olympian in the 96 Olympics for powerlifting. I believe he won the bronze medal. He's been a natural bodybuilder. He is in his mid to late 40s at this point. He looks better than most 25-year-old guys on fucking drugs. It's just the truth. Now, he doesn't have the same size as they do. He's about 180 pounds, but like I'm talking ripped to shreds and natural. And I've known Moji for probably the past 10 years. I've been around him at, for at least probably 30 meals and dinners. The two worst things I've seen him ever eat in my life are A, a coconut quest bar, and two, a virgin pina colada at Chart House, and he ate fish the rest of the night. The two worst things I've seen this man eat ever are A, a Quest Bar, and two, a virgin pina colada. That is it. So my point being is that you can take the genetic freaks and anomalies and the people who take that gift and, and level it out, and still, as big as he got was 180 pounds at probably about five foot nine. And the dude looks amazing, and it, it's, it's anything for a 22-year-old to be in awe of, let alone a guy who's in his mid-40s. Point being is there's very, very, very few people like that out there. And again, just to have that amount of size, when you see these dudes, if you follow guys who are lifting and they're big and they're jacked and you envy it, Arnold was on stage at 6'2", like 240 pounds, and he was on steroids. 
He's on stage about 6'2", 240, 245, and he is on drugs. And you're telling me that, and again, I understand technology has come a long way, and we know more now, we can do certain things. You don't get to be 15 pounds bigger than that, 10 pounds bigger than that, and more vascular and leaner and more muscular without doing drugs. It's just not a thing, you guys. You have to understand that. So when you see these the freak show types out there, it's not attainable to the average person. I'm not saying if it motivates you, that's super cool. To me, some of that stuff is actually demotivating because it's not realistic. And unless you're willing to, to put in the time, the effort, the energy, have the genetics and do the drugs, it's probably not for you. So that's just my two cents on that. Again, I'm not judging anybody for doing anything. If they're if they're again, a lot of times those people who are doing that, they can't give you things of perceived value. They can't coach you, they can't help you at scale, you know, to get you to where you want to go because they're already just a freak show. And like the example you give is like, you know, I don't know if LeBron James can be a great basketball coach or not. If he chooses to, that'll be a different chapter of his life. But he's always had the talent. He's always been able to do stuff. And sometimes the people who can just naturally do aren't the best coaches because they can't empathize with other people. Does that make sense? Like, the reason I think I can relate to a lot of you guys is because I've had to work super fucking hard to get where I'm at. Like, I've had to die in the gym over and over and over again. So I understand the pain you're going through when you do split squats. I understand the pain you're going through when you're pushing a sled. I understand how bad riding the assault bike sucks. I know how bad it sucks ass giving up cookies and pizza and cakes and drinks and all the awesome stuff to look and feel and move a certain way. It didn't naturally just come to me. Now, I don't have the worst genetics in the world. I have just good enough genetics to be able to do this and take my shirt off. And I know some people will accuse me, well, Jeremy, you know, you look like you're on drugs. If that's the case, you guys, I'm on the wrong fucking drugs. If this is the best I can look by doing a bunch of drugs, I'm taking the wrong things and something drastically went wrong. Point being is, I think sometimes we follow people who are genetically enhanced by pharmaceuticals or women specifically in the fitness industry that you look at and you follow and they have fake boobs and a fake ass and they're, you know, at a level of leanness where, you know, I'm sure their periods have stopped and... I don't really think it's realistic for most people. So when you're you're taking your normal life, comparing it to somebody else, and that's why, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. It does not work for anybody ever in every arena. And it, comparing body parts and bodies uh, definitely is the thing where you'll always lose. You, you can never win because of it. You're taking somebody else's highlight reel and you're comparing your normal life to it. You probably just woke up with your two kids after your 14-hour shift of being a nurse and you look in the mirror and you're like, wow, you know, I'm pale, I'm tired, and I don't look like so-and-so with a fake ass and their fake boobs and a spray tan and they're ripped and shredded with perfect lighting and they're doing a workout that there's no, you know, reason... I could ever achieve that. Like, does that make sense what I'm saying to you? You can't look at all these images. And if you're, I'll put this way, and I'll jump back to this. If you're doing that, if you're following people on the internet, especially in fitness, and they look a certain way, whether it's real or not real, whether it's, you know, pharmaceutically enhanced by drugs or by plastic surgery or a mix of the two or genetics and everything in between, and you're watching that stuff and it's making you feel bad about yourself or inferior or that you're not good enough or you're lacking, Stop fucking doing that, please. Like before, if you if you don't listen to anything else I say in this podcast, let it be this: if you are following people, and because you're following them because they're you know leaner, bigger, more muscular, they have better body parts, a better butt, better legs, better arms, better chest, and you just think that they're so much better than you, and by watching them, you're feeling worse about yourself. Unfollow them instantly. And if I'm one of those people, 
please fucking unfollow me instantly in a second. I do not want to be the cause of that in your life. I do not want to be something that makes you feel worse about yourself. My only goal is to make you guys feel better about yourself and give you things that are applicable and you can do on a daily basis. That's why you're never going to find me just posting just shirtless photos and just videos. And you know, you're never going to see me posting a shirtless photo of myself and then insert douchey, terrible fucking quote underneath that. That does not help you guys. If you like people who do that, that is fine. I'm not judging it. You will never find that from me. I don't think it provides you any value. You're not going to see 14 shirtless photos of me in a week talking about God knows what because it's not inspiring. At some point, it's going to be like, yeah, we get it, asshole. You're in good shape. Like, we don't need to see you standing there with just your shirt off. Now, on the same note, what we will do is we'll post uh, fitness videos, A, that are shirtless on our stuff. And we do it for two reasons. One, it's about 125 degrees here in Scottsdale right now, so it does get hot as shit here. But two, it's sizzle and steak. And that's how the game is. And in this game on social media and the internet, if you want to play the game, you have to actually play the game. And the sad thing is this. It's marketing. It's sales. It's whatever. Now, I'm never going to knock anybody for making a living, and I'm not judging anybody who does any of the things I mentioned before. If you're making money and you feel good about yourself and you think you're doing more good in the world than bad and you can sleep at night, then by all means do it. The reason that we do it is we know, and again, I referenced BJ in this, and he told me this a long time ago. He's like, you know what, man? We catch a lot of flack from certain people on the, you know, a certain area of fitness where they're, you know, kind of the older school of fitness where they don't they don't look like we look. They don't move like we move. They don't train like we train. They're not in shape, and they don't have a physical body to market like we do. And he said this to me a long time ago. He's like, you know what, man? Just post the, the workouts, you know, do them shirtless as long as you can. He's like, because one day... Nobody's going to see you working out with your shirt off. And I'm like, well, fuck, dude. When I look exactly like Bruce Willis, you're probably right. So by all means, we're going to do it. And the reason we do it is because we know it's going to get seen by more people. And if you can't get people's attention, it really doesn't matter how good you are. And there's so much noise, you know, especially if we're talking Instagram specifically, it is a visual platform. If you do not look good, you're probably not going to perform very well. There's very few people who, you know, if they don't look good, it's really hard to sell fitness in that space. It just is. And that's the, the most popular platform people are on. So sure, I'll, you know, take my shirt off and work out and we'll show it. So, you know, for one reason, one, people can see the musculature actually move. So for some people who are looking at it from not a creep show standpoint and like messaging me to buy my dirty underwear, which is a real thing. And sorry if you guys are into that, like I'm not that hard up for money. So I'm never going to sell you my dirty used underwear. That's just fucking crazy <laughs> that that even exists. But two, if you're watching it for the right reasons, you can see as when we row, when we push, when we pull, you can see the musculature actually move through space and what muscles are actually being activated in real time. But two, I know because we've done enough marketing and that's what we do. I'm not a great salesperson, but I'm good at marketing the stuff that we do because I think it does provide value to you guys. But I know if we do it with a shirt off and you're scrolling, you're more likely to stop and watch it than if I have a hoodie on. No, I film stuff with hoodies on, t-shirts on, cutoffs on, all kinds of different outfits and things, but I know if it's shirtless, it will perform better. And that's not me just thinking that or making it up. That is the analytics that we can pull up and look at on Facebook, on Instagram, and all the platforms we do. We know what works and what doesn't work. Now, if all I did was post that stuff with no substance behind it, I think that's a scam and I would be doing you guys a disservice. But we call that the sizzle. Now, the steak is when you come into our queue. 
what we write about the workout. I give you the breakdown. I give you the progression. I give you the regression. I talk about the time. I talk about the sets and the reps and the formats. There's context behind it. If you message me, I will get back to you. I reply to every single direct message. We get probably 300 a day just on Instagram alone, and I reply to them. Sometimes it takes me a few days because we have real athletes and clients and people we work with, but I always get back to you guys and try to give you the best information possible. But again, if I didn't play that game, I can promise you probably half the people listening right now would never even know who I am because the reason a lot of you guys did find me was, I mean, some of it's our email newsletter, which is amazing, and Facebook and, and LinkedIn and all that shit, but a lot of you found me because of Instagram because we have like, I don't know, like 300,000 people over on that platform now, and a lot of you guys migrated over to the podcast because of that. Now, if I was a guy who only posted stuff with long sleeves on, or I was, you know, my body fat was 5% higher, you probably wouldn't have stopped in the video, you wouldn't have clicked it, you wouldn't have watched it, you, you would not be listening to me today, and any value that I've provided to you, whether it be, you know, our, you know, clickable PDF videos, any of our programs we've done, any of our newsletters, stuff that we send out three times a week, or the, the hundreds of podcasts, you guys would not hear that because... I wouldn't have looked a certain way and you wouldn't have stopped and clicked on the video. That is why we do it. So again, I'm not bagging on anybody for it, but if that's all you're doing, I think you're doing people a huge disservice. And again, on the same note, if you guys, if people are, if you're doing things and you're on a shit ton of drugs and you're selling programs to these kids and people, just tell them that. And, and nobody does it, but just do that because it's not going to work for them. That's why I say when people message us, I'm like, say, hey man, you know, here's what I see work best for people who are not taking drugs. Because this is what, when you read all the, all the programs, if you're, I'm talking like the old school, like the muscle and fitness and things, when you'd see like, you know, like Jay or Ronnie or somebody has a program in there, I'm like, it's not realistic for you because what they're doing isn't going to work for you. You're not going to eat like them, sleep like them, train like them, and you're not going to do the same drugs that they're doing. You don't even know what they're taking. So it's like I want people to be transparent with that even though they're not. But so you guys as a consumer, you have to be smarter. And, uh, again, I, I don't, I'm not going to call anybody out here, but obviously, you know, if it looks like it for the most part, if it looks ridiculously superhuman and freakish, most likely it is. Again, there are the genetic anomalies in the freak shows, but – Again, man, there, there's only, you know, if you've been working out your whole life, you know, for 20 years and you've been eating right and training hard and you look nowhere near, you know, like 50,000 other people, odds are like there's probably some type of enhancement involved in there. And I just don't want to get young kids caught up in the game because when I was your age, for some of you who are listening who are younger, maybe you're 19, 20, 21, I thought it was real. I thought, you know what, I'm in college, I'm 19 years old, I'm looking at muscle and fitness, and I, you know, I see, you know, and I, and I love Jay, Jay's great, I see Jay Color on the cover, and I'm like, well, I'm going to look just like Jay, and then I find out Jay's like 5'9", I'm 6'2", and Jay's 275 pounds, and I'm 175 pounds at the time, and I'm like, well, fuck, dude, that's probably not going to happen, like, so you have to be realistic with those things. On the same note with social media stuff, when you guys are watching people, you know, flaunting and flashing a lifestyle, most of it is rented. Most of it is leased and most of it is fake. And I'm talking about people, you know, posing in front of the fake houses uh, and the fake leased cars. Uh, and people do this too. People will sit on private jets. This is a thing now. It's a real business. You can like rent a private jet and sit there and they'll do a photo shoot with you. And that thing never leaves the fucking ground. That's real. There are people now who will go front on social and sit in a private jet and take pictures and photos with it or be on the tarmac with it and they'll post it and they'll put it on the internet uh, to pixel you and show you how to, you know, buy their course or, you know, build a hybrid gym business. If you guys are in fitness now, there's a dude that's 
touting like, here's how to run a hybrid gym business, which first of all, I think Pat Rigsby was telling people how to do that 15 years ago for free. Um, anyways, there's that shit that's out there. And then people are trying to tell you, you know, how, you know, they, you know, became multimillionaires by working at home four hours a week. It's all horse shit. And they're posting it in front of their leased mansions or their rented house for the week. Um, it's been my experience is this, and I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, if you guys have been around, it's, it's a pretty affluent area. There's a, it, multiple, multiple multimillionaires here. And the ones that I find that have the most money or the most successful, don't flaunt it. They're not posting photos of it on their Instagram or their Facebook. And most of them don't even have Instagram or Facebook. And they're not just flossing and showing you a bunch of horse shit. A lot of that stuff is completely fake. So again, if you're watching that and think that you're not doing good enough in your life because you don't, you know, have a 10,000 square foot house or that you're not, you know, leasing a, you know, a Ferrari for the day or you're not renting a private jet to take photo shoots in. That shit's not real for them and it's not real for you either. And on the same note, that shit does not buy happiness and that does not fix any problems you have in your life. And that is not, you know, the quote unquote, the definition of making it in my opinion. A lot of these people out there are literally doing that just to sell you a fucking pipe dream that is not real. Um, They're out to basically just drain your bank accounts and, you know, there's no value in that for you guys. So if you're if you're being targeted and pixeled by people like that, unfollow that shit and try to run away with it as fast as possible. Again, their only goal is to extract as much money from you as they can. Again, they are drains. They are not fountains for your life. They're not there to provide you value. They're there to actually extract money from you every single day. Um, that's just my two cents with that because I get I get tagged on it by a lot. I see a lot of that kind of shit pop up in my feed for whatever reason. Maybe because I fall in a certain demographic. I don't know. Um, it's on a lot of YouTube banner pre-roll ads and, and shit like that. And it's just, it's a scam, dude. It, it isn't real. And if you're watching things like that and you feel bad about yourself again, don't watch things like that. And two, stop filling your life with that bullshit um, because you are what you consume. And we have a different podcast on that altogether. And I believe that the things you consume in your life, you guys, it, it makes up your day and who you are and what you do. So what I mean is if you're consuming things like that, that are making you feel, you know, I'm too fat, I'm too stupid, I'm too slow, I'm too dumb, I'm, I'm too unsuccessful. I don't make enough money. I don't have a nice enough house or car or whatever. It's only going to get worse. The longer you do it, the harder it is to break that cycle. So again, when you look at, again, we talk about auditing our lives a lot in a lot of our programs, like audit your life and, and what you're doing and what you're taking in and, not just, and, and how you're spending your money and your time and your effort and your energy and training and everything in between. But you have to audit your social media, delete people block them, hide them, get rid of them if they do not put you in a better mood every single day. There's life is hard enough as it is. Like life is going to kick you in the fucking teeth and nine bad things are going to happen probably every week. So why would you choose to follow somebody that infuriates you, bothers you and is detracting value from your life instead of adding to it? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. I only like look at people's stuff who I think can provide value and have something cool and something good to say. That's just my two cents. And on the same note, if you're fitness pros out there or you're people out there trying to build a social media influence or a following, here's my two cents. I get a lot of people who ask, like, hey, Jeremy, I'm just starting out in fitness. What do you suggest? What do I do? Will you give me a shout out? Number one, no, I'm, I don't give fucking shout outs and it's not going to help you anyway. Um, it, it, it doesn't work that way. I, I just need to say that clearly. Um, getting shout outs from other people and having them come to your stuff, unless it's like mind blowing things, it's not going to do you any good. And I know a lot of people put a lot of stock in the number of followers or fans that they have. And let me say this, I'm not going to name names here, but I have friends in the fitness space. Some of them, a hundred thousand, 200,000 followers, and they're fronting hard as fuck right now, um, with their fake life. And in the reality is they're sad. 
they're depressed and they're broke, but yet they show the exact opposite to you guys every single day. So whether it's you buy their stuff, you follow them, and they're, they're getting validation in their life from likes and comments and the amount of engagement that they get on a social media platform, which is unbelievable crazy to me. But people get so caught up in the following of it. Again, you don't need that, that big of a following to, to make an impact and change people's lives and help them. If you have 500 people following you and those 500 people are engaged and they're with you and they dig your stuff and what you do, that's amazing. And I say this all the time. You know, There's people I know, 102,000 depressed, sad, broke, really are providing no value to people. And I have friends who literally have 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 followers in fitness, and they're slowly turning themselves into multimillionaires, and they're making a real difference in the world and on other people. That's what I'm getting at here. Again, I've you know been doing fitness for my first cert was like, what, 2005? Like I think ACE or ISSA was one of the first one or two, and that's 2005. It's almost 2020 here. It's about 15 years. I've been in the game 10, 11 years solo uh, as an entrepreneur by myself with no help from anybody and anything else. But I've been training people for the better part of like 15 years. And all I've amassed on Instagram is 300,000 people. So clearly I, I don't have it mastered. I don't know anything. And for some of you, that's a lot. Some of you, that's not enough. Uh, but it's not about you know the width of the audience. I say it's always about the depth of the audience. Does that make sense? What I mean is this. You can have a million people on a platform following you, but if the depth of that audience isn't legitimate or real, it doesn't matter. What's it worth? What I'm saying is for a lot of you out there who are solo entrepreneurs, you're running small businesses, you don't need a million people to watch your stuff. You don't need 100,000 people to watch your stuff. You don't need 10,000 people to watch your stuff. If you have a 1,000 people who are watching and listening to what you do every single day, and you have 100 legit consumers and clients, if you're running a small business out of, out of your house, if you got 100 people giving you guys 100 bucks a month, that's $10,000 a month, minus fees and taxes and everything else, Like you're probably living a pretty comfortable life. And more importantly than what you personally are getting from it, you're having an impact on 1,000 people a day. You're having a deep, deep, real, legit, personal impact on 100 people a day every single day. Does that make sense what I'm saying? So to me, the depth is way more important than the width of what we're doing. I think we get so caught up in the numbers. And I understand, like, I come from the, the email marketing world of building an email list and doing that. And, you know, when we used to sell stuff on ClickBank and stuff, it's just, it's a numbers game. You know, if you can sell 3% to cold leads and you convert, if you have 100,000 people on your list, you get 3,000 sales, blah, blah, blah. I was never really super concerned about that game. Yeah, it makes money and it's super cool and it allows me to live a certain lifestyle. But the thing I care about is every person who walks into our gym, I know their name. I know who they are. I know what they're about. Every client we work with on the internet, I know their name. I will never forget them. Uh, and again, if I work with somebody 10 years ago and they were there for you know 30 days for a Groupon, yeah, I might forget their name if I'm at the grocery store. But if you've been with one of our programs, like regardless if we've ever met in person, I'll remember your name and where you're from and what you did and what program you were in because it matters to me. Like we personally invest into each person. I'm not just there to extract dollars where a lot of these people out there are selling you pipe dreams and cookie cutter shit and they're not really coaching you or helping you and they're only concerned about you buying stuff from them and really they're not trying to provide you the most value. The point is what I'm driving at is on the internet with social media and the influence, what you see is not always what you get. Which brings me to the point. Having social influence is just that. You have the power to influence people and the choices they make in every arena of their life, like how they spend their time, effort, energy, and money. In, in some regards, 
they're taking you as the expert in your field, whether that's fitness or something else. They're looking to you for answers. They're taking what you say as, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like the holy fucking grail of, of fitness or nutrition or health advice. And I take it serious, and that's why I try to be as transparent as possible. And with you guys, I only talk about shit that I know about, I believe in, and I trust, and that I use. And this is just my, you know, personal take on it. I've turned down in the last five years, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars um, in shit um, that I'm not willing to push, and I'm not willing to sell to you guys or give to you guys or uh, present to you. And I'm not saying that, you know, don't. I'm not a saint uh, by any means. Uh, I'm, we make plenty of money, um, but I value my own word far more than just a couple of bucks. And I don't want to do you guys a disservice because I know too much at this point. And uh, like I always say, if you know better, do better. And I know my peers would know I was full of shit. And them respecting me is worth, you know, almost as much as like my friends and family and other people respecting me for my opinion, what I do. Because, hey, Jeremy's an honest guy. He works hard. He's consistent. He's not just trying to fuck people over for a quick buck. And, you know, that may make me look like a saint to some of you guys who are listening. Well, wow, Jeremy has a lot of integrity. And, you know, he turns on a lot of money uh, because he doesn't want to sell his horse shit, which is true. And being completely transparent, selfishly, um, I'm trying to win for the next 10 to 15 years and uh, not the next 10 to 15 months. Um, and so that's why uh, that's, I do things like that. I'm not looking for the short-term money. I don't want my legacy to be just that because if I was in this just for money, I'd quit and do something in the finance industry for sure, just do real estate and just you know do the long game and buy it and be a landlord and, and just collect checks and, and not really try to help people. My, my legacy, I want it to be of helping people. And, and saying things and showing things and doing things that matter that help you guys think, you know, healthy, um, not just about your eating and your training, but about your life and what you value and what you do with your time, effort, energy, and the person that you're being. And if I can do that through fitness by showing you how to do, you know, exercises that are safe um, with some context that can be built into a program that you can use before a workout, after a workout, or entire workouts, that's what I want my legacy to be. Hey, here's was a guy who gave us a ton of free shit that could help us, you know, eat better, train better, live better, think better, be a better husband, better uh, partner, brother, sister, whatever it is. Uh, we coach lifestyle here. That's what we do. And I think of myself as, yeah, I'm a fitness guy. It's Jeremy Scott Fitness. Again, I never would have called it that if I knew it was going to turn out to be this. But uh, we're a lifestyle brand. We coach lifestyle. And that, that covers all the facets of fitness. That's why I talk about the four pillars, the physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional. I want to connect with you guys on all those levels to help you just live a better life. And so that's why I give and give and give. And then if we do you know, sell something like a 47-day transformation or or 34 days to fit, or 50 days to fitness, or any of our, our coaching programs of what we do, I'll ask you guys if you're interested and you want to try it. And I do it by giving. And that's, you know, we don't sell here. I don't sell anybody. Anybody who's walked into my office, especially if you sign up for your in our brick and mortar facility, I don't sell you on a, on a, on a package or a program or a membership. I don't give a shit. Um, we present it to you. And based on what your goal is, I'll advise you on what the best route to select is. But if you choose to go somewhere else, I'll happily find you another gym to go train if you think we suck, you know, like me and who I am. It's the same thing for the internet, you know. I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. I'm trying to just provide as much value as we can by the things I say, the things I do, and how I live my life. And then we'll say, hey, we have this coming up. If you're interested, here's the details. And then from there, you know, you guys can choose to rock and roll with one of our programs or buy our gear or do whatever we do. But that's why I try to be as transparent as possible. When I say that, 
and people say, well, Jeremy, you know, you, you don't complain a lot and bitch and whine a lot. And you don't, you know, show a lot of negative things. I think on the podcast, I'm, I'm about as real as I can be with you guys. And the reason I don't complain and bitch and whine is one, because it's depressing uh, for sure. And for the most part, I, I do keep it 100% real. I just don't want to come off as a whiny asshole and complain and bitch and dump my shit on you guys. Um, that's not who I am. You can ask anybody who knows me on a really deep level, publicly or privately. I'm the same. I talk to you guys the same as I talk to my wife, the same as I talk to my financial advisor, our CPA, our staff members, and our clients. Now, some people I have to put the padded gloves on, and I can't swear and do certain things if I'm at a, a corporate speaking event or I'm in a, a room full of small children. I can't probably say fucking shit. But for the most part, I am who I am uh, to all people. But I don't complain because I have perspective and I have gratitude in my life for all the things I've been given and what I have. And uh, I have it way better than almost everybody on earth, and I realize that. And uh, sure, you know, I always want to be Michael Jordan, but again, you're talking about being the GOAT. Like, the ship sailed. Like, my parents weren't, you know, genetically from that pool, so I wasn't 6'6 and couldn't dunk from the free throw line. So that dream died when I was about 10. I remember playing basketball and there's other kids who are dunking. I'm like, well, shit, I'm 10. I can't dunk. And this kid's like 12 dunking. I'm like, maybe I'm going to be in a different arena. But point being is if you look at the 8 billion people in the world, I got pretty fucking lucky, man. And again, I have my problems both physically and mentally and how I grew up wasn't the easiest. And I got, you know, a family dynamic that's just as fucked up as anybody else's and all the other problems that go with it and, and my own, you know, OCD mental shit. But in the big picture, my life is pretty awesome. It's pretty amazing. And so I, I'm real with you guys, you know, about everything, but I don't complain a lot because honestly, that's not who I am. I don't have a lot to complain about. And uh, I just believe that. And that's kind of the school that my old man came from. You know, he, uh, he might, he might have been negative. I was a kid growing up, but uh, he would say things that were real, but wouldn't really complain about a lot of stuff. And uh, the way I look at it is if I'm going to complain about something, I have the power to change it. And if I don't, what the fuck does complaining do about it anyway? It just makes me sound like a whiny asshole. And so that's why I don't do it to you guys. But I want to be completely real with everybody uh, of what we do and how we run our business and how we live this life. You know, um, it's not easy, obviously, to be in business by yourself. It's not easy to be super fit every single day. Um, it, it's it's tough to, to do anything to excel in life, to reach a level of mastery, if that's a thing, or to be, you know, a gamer. It's a, it's, it's a tough thing to do. Um, and, I, and I tell you guys that if you're asking, hey, what do you think about starting my own business? What do you think about getting six-pack abs? What do you think about becoming a millionaire? What do you think about this? Like, I'll be completely honest with you about my road to doing all these things and how easy or hard it was for me and what fits my personality type and what doesn't fit yours. And that's what I think you being on social media, being, you know, quote, unquote, an influencer or having influence or being a coach or having authority and having a voice that people listen to, it's your responsibility to be honest with them on all fronts. So you don't have to tell them everything. If you had a fight with your, you know, wife yesterday or your husband, you don't have to share that on the internet, but you have to be real and be like, oh, our marriage is perfect and it's great. All that stuff is horseshit. There's no thing is perfect in anything. And I believe that. And the last thing I'll say here uh, that BJ did mention for you guys, this is specific to the health and fitness space. When you're following people on the internet uh, and they're fitness people, whether they're fitness influencers or workout people or they're coaches or they run a gym. And again, I need to preface this by saying BJ's podcast is called the Daily BJ podcast, hashtag not a porn site. Um, he said, you know, make sure the fitness coach is balls deep, uh, you know, in the fitness game. Now, I would choose to word it a different way. And people think I talk bad. I mean, this dude is just all over the place, but love you, brother. Um, anyways, my point being, what he means is, 
are they really in fitness? Like, have they been in the game? Are they solidified all in it? They're not just, you know, I'm a fitness coach or I'm a fitness professional, but most of my Instagram is just photos of me on the beach or like fake fitness photos of me in cute outfits. Are they actually providing you value and content like workouts with descriptions, with progressions, with regressions, with breakdowns? Are they helping you actually take something that they gave for free that you can integrate into your training? Are they answering your questions? Have they coached before? Like human beings is what I mean. Like, can they coach? And what I mean is you can drop me in a room anywhere on the planet of 25 people and I can coach the shit out of those guys. They're going to have an amazing 35 to 40 minute experience and I can rip it. And we can set them up a workout that can be done with equipment, without equipment, with all the progressions, levels one through four for every single person. And I can speak through it. I don't even have to walk through movements. I can walk through it and talk through it at the same time. I can talk through it without doing it because I've done it for so long. Because again, if I, if I thought about it, how many hours of, of sessions have I coached? Like the 10,000 hour rule? I mean, I got to be approaching it if I'm not past it at this point because I've done it, you know, six to seven days a week, every single week with humans. Now there's one day a week now I don't work with. Well, actually, I take that back. Now seven days a week I am with humans, even our advanced group. I work out with them. I might not coach them, but I always design the workout and we talk them through it. So point being is... Are the people you're following and taking advice from, do they actually coach humans and have they? And do they understand? And the reason I say that is because if you've never coached humans in person and you've only done this on the internet and you're 25 years old, there's no fucking way you can be helping people at scale. You just don't know enough. And that's not a knock on anybody who's younger and is only running an online business. But if you've never coached 47-year-old Randy in person or 52-year-old Amanda, or had a mom come in after she's had a kid six months later, or you've worked with somebody who's 63 years old who's had a hip replaced. Like, you don't know enough about how they move, how they feel, what they can or can't do. You don't have enough experience. And that's what it comes down to. Sometimes experience is the greatest teacher. And I believe that, especially if you're taking notes and you're diligent and you see them. It's the same way if you've never been super lean and you're trying to coach people to be super lean, you can't do it. You don't understand how hard it can. If you're trying to coach somebody to get on stage and be ripped, but you've never got ripped and been on stage, you don't know what it's like. You don't know how hard it is to get that lean, how to eat like that, how to be that hungry, be that tired, be that exhausted, and still train, still function, and still go do everything you have to do. And again, I'm not saying if you're trying to be a strength coach, you have to be the strongest guy in the world, but you probably have to be able to deadlift a decent amount of weight. You probably had to have had to been strong at some point, and you can probably still do some strength shit. Like I'm not saying if you're coaching fat loss, you have to be as lean as me. By all means, you don't, but you probably can't be 60 pounds overweight either. Like There's some proof in the pudding. Like You have to be a practitioner. And I believe that a lot of these people out there who are selling you guys fitness and different shit, they're not really practitioners. Again, all the reasons above mentioned before, whether it be genetics or, you know, uh, surgeries and implants or drugs or a mix of all the three and they have never really coached people so they can't really help you and that's what I'm getting at you know when you ask that same note like can they actually speak like the people you're following do they speak well like do they write well have they been in the game for a decade plus do they really know their shit like when they talk do they make sense like is it real is it technical can they help you you know squat better, deadlift better, eat better, train better, live a better life? Do they know how to empathize with you because they can feel what you're feeling? Have they done it long enough to hate it and still keep doing it? To quote my man, BJ Gador. And I think this is important, especially in our space in fitness. And I'll let you guys go shortly after this. What I mean by that is anybody can get jacked about fitness and health and and be a fitness coach or a trainer for a year, two years, three years, or five years. But can you gut it out for over a decade? And 
it's when you're doing something so long that you start to hate parts of it, but you still keep doing it because you have this underlying love and passion for it. And that's what I mean. And by all means, I don't hate what I do for a living. I love it. Is there parts of it that I hate? For sure. Um, there, is there things in human behavior and attitude that drive me fucking nuts? 100% there is. Um, there's a lot of things that I, I, I understand, quote unquote, but I don't understand at the same time. Like I get it but I really don't get it. And I don't know how else to say that because you see so many people with you know, the attitudes and the things that they are willing to listen to and not listen to and the things that they're willing to do and not do and the advice that they will take and they won't take. And it does drive you insane. And if you've been in fitness for over a decade uh, and you haven't been jaded enough to quit, uh, my hat's off to you in much respect because you're a person who can probably help other people. And that's what I'm saying. And, and this isn't a knock on anybody who's quit fitness before that. And the example I give is my homie Dave Drees, and I love Dave. Dave worked in my business. Him and I have done a lot of projects together. He ran Arizona Training Labs for about six years. So he was in fitness for a total of about seven or eight years, and now Dave has you know, sold his gym about two weeks ago. And it doesn't mean that he'll never be in fitness again, and if he wanted to come work at my place, I'd be happy to take him because he's a fucking rock star. And uh, there's very few people who went as hard as he did for the eight years he was in it. But I think it, it grinds you down, and it wears you down, and it's not for everybody. And so when you're when you're following people on social media and you're listening to their advice of how they train, how they eat, how they live, how long have they been doing it for? And that's not saying you can't get somebody who's only been in it for five years and they think they're great, but you can't be taking them as like an expert. They can help you do everything because a lot of times they haven't been in it long enough and they haven't seen enough to be able to work with your avatar and, and help you at scale the way they need to help you in essence. Hopefully that makes sense um, as I'm driving into it again. All I'm talking about, you guys, when I say these things is that there's a lot of stuff out there now where everybody can be an expert. And, and, and fitness is one of those things where everybody can kind of dabble in it, right? It's like, to me, it's the equivalent of like everybody can play basketball because you can grab a ball and you can dribble and you can shoot. And like if a guy played in high school, he's always like, oh, I can play. You know, I'm pretty good. I'm like, well, you're pretty good until Russell Westbrook shows up and then you're shitty you know does that make sense like everybody can golf too everybody can grab a set of golf clubs and go to the range and you're pretty good until like you play with phil and tiger and then you're terrible fitness is the same thing like there's levels to this and uh a lot of people can dabble into fitness and they can get in like you know people will get in pretty good shape and then they get motivated and they hate their normal job and then they think they want to get into fitness and they do it that doesn't make you a great coach just because you can get yourself into good shape and you can personally eat well doesn't mean you can help other people do it Sometimes that does transfer over the course of you know many, many years of working with people. But again, when people ask me, Jeremy, how do you train? How do you eat? That's why I made a podcast on it. But I would never tell you to train like I train exactly. I would never tell you how to eat like I eat exactly unless you and I had the exact same goals, similar genetics, similar work schedules and sleep patterns and similar drive. But we probably don't. Now, we put out a program where it's like train with Jeremy and you can mimic what I do, but it's always going to be scaled to you. And that's what I'm saying. Like a good coach will make the progressions and regressions based on you and your schedule and your life and what you do, not just do what I do as I train, as I eat, and hope for the same results because it's probably not going to happen. Because look at me, I'm 36 years old, I've been training my entire life, so 20 plus years, and this is the best that I could be. And you know, if you have better genetics and you work just as hard, maybe you can look better, and maybe if you have worse genetics, you'll look worse to me. But the point being is, as a coach, I'm not going to say, hey, buy my program, look exactly like I look, and everything will work out. It's just not the reality, and a good coach... You know, I think that's what makes a good coach and a good person to follow on social media. And that doesn't just go for fitness. That goes for if you follow people for real estate investing, people who have podcasts, if you like how, you know, whatever advice they're giving you, 
I'm driving it. Make sure they're an expert in their field. They're not just influencing you to buy shit and do things that they're doing where they're really not, I guess, educating you and giving you the true value that you guys deserve when you're consuming things. And again, the last note, one more time. If you're on social media and you're following people who are making you feel bad about yourself and inferior about yourself, quit following those fucking people, please, for the last time. And it doesn't just mean quote-unquote influencers, like someone with you know, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 people. I mean like your friends. I mean your family. I mean people you went to high school with and college with and associates with. If you're following their stuff and for some reason you want to stop and compare your life to theirs and it makes you feel inferior or you're looking at them and it gives you a complex because they're in better shape or they, you think they have this or you think they have that and it's making you feel bad, please Block them, unfollow them, and delete them immediately. And the final note with that, we never really know what other people are going through. There's a lot of people out there right now that you guys think are winning and they are losing at a scale that you can't even imagine. And I mean that because we praise the wrong fucking shit in the world. And I was going to save this for a different podcast, but now I got me all fired up. I'm sorry, you guys. So I, I have to read this because it is important to me. Let me move my camera here. Sorry for my YouTube people. Um, because I believe this is important. There's a lot of things we're celebrating now in the world that's like, it's like fake winning. And now I don't know everybody's situation and what's going on, but I just read this quote today. And this is kind of a prime example of what I'm talking about. And that's what I mean by following people who are real, who are transparent, and will kick it to you with, you know, pretty much no filter. Now they don't have to have a you know, use language like myself. I, I do think it's more authentic if they're completely honest. But if that's not who they are, it doesn't matter. My point being is, I read this today, and this is what I'm talking about in terms of people not really being completely honest in, you know, sharing the story. And uh, Lauren Stitham posted this quote today, and it goes like this, and I quote, I just graduated college with $100,000 in debt, yet people clapped and celebrated and even hugged me. I just got a loan for a $400,000 home that I really can't afford, yet people clapped and even hugged me. I just got a loan for a $40,000 car that I can't really afford, yet people clapped and celebrated and even hugged me. Now that's four, that's $540,000 in total debt that people are living in, and they feel good about it because they're being celebrated for it. Now let me tell you, these same people spent a few hundred thousand dollars to start their own business. People didn't appreciate it. They didn't approve it. They thought I was crazy. They thought I was stupid. Point being is this. Picture a bucket full of crabs with no lid on it. The crabs never escape the bucket. The moment the crab tries to get out of the bucket, the other crab pulls it back down. Pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with and who is speaking into your life. Point being of her sharing it is this. She did all those things that people celebrate as wins in our world. And again, I'm not against stuff, you guys. I live in a nice house. Uh, I don't drive a nice car because I invest my money in other stuff. Uh, I could if I chose to. Uh, Point being is this. We celebrate people graduating college, which is a great achievement for sure. But if you're $100,000 in debt and you're going to get out of school and make forty grand a year, you're in a world of fucking trouble, dude. Like you really are. Like that's a big mountain. to You don't have a big enough shovel to, to get out of that hole. And we celebrate people when they say, quote unquote, they bought a home. And again, I'm not knocking home ownership, but when you got a loan for $400,000, you didn't really buy a home. You're renting a home. Now, again, I'm not telling you guys what to do with your money, but when you're paying on $400,000 for 30 plus years, you're going to end up paying probably almost double for that house. Like if you're not making you know, double payments or doing something to get out of that debt a little bit quicker, but yet we celebrate that as like you bought a home when very few people ever actually pay off their house or own their house. 
And then people say, you know, here, you'll take a picture in front of their new car on Instagram. Hashtag blessed. Like this fucking whore. I can't believe that shit's real. And I'm sorry, you guys. My point being is, they'll take a photo in front of this $40,000 car that they financed the whole thing. And they owe $36,000 on it. And the minute they drive it off the lot, the thing's worth thirty grand. And they're making, you know, and the average car payment today in America is $502. Just let that sink in for a second. The average car payment in America today is $502. If you took that same $502, bucks, invested it into a Roth IRA, which you have slightly less, because I think the max right now is $6,000 per year. If you took that same $500, bucks, invested it into a Roth IRA, if you qualify for the next 30 years, you'll be a millionaire. You'll be a millionaire by the time you retire. So listen to me. If you're 30 years old right now, like, or let's say you're 20, let's say you're 30 years old, and for the next from 30 to 40, and then from 40 to 50, and then 50 to 59 and a half, if you invest that same 500 bucks, you would be a millionaire. But yet you're you're spending that on a car that you can't really afford, and yet we celebrate that. So we're celebrating this person who, to the world, looks like a they graduated college and they're winning. A, they have a brand new house, they're winning. A, they have a brand new car, they're winning, yet they're $540,000 in debt. But yet, that same person would want to invest in their business and maybe quit their corporate job you know, to do something that they love, and yet we think that they're crazy. And we think that it's, it's sometimes insane. At this point, we're getting a little bit more open to, I guess, entrepreneurship, but we celebrate that. We celebrate them you know, buying stuff because we were, we've been taught and brainwashed that that's winning. And that's what I think a lot of the social media world is, is filling people's heads with is that, you know, you can, you know, make a hundred thousand dollars a year working four hours a week from the beach. First of all, that's horseshit. Passive income is not a thing that really exists. It's only passive. If you've worked your ass off for, for decades and create a schedule and a lifestyle where money is finally now coming in from the work that you died for, for probably 10, 15 years prior. But all I'm driving at is you have to pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with and who you're speaking to and who's living in your life. And a lot of that comes down to who you're watching every day on Instagram and Facebook and podcasts and LinkedIn and Twitter and everything in between. Because whether you like it or not, the people you're watching on Instagram, on Facebook and everywhere in between, they're influencing your life. If you've been listening to me right now for the last 48 minutes, I've had your ear. So for what it's worth, like the things I'm saying are going to probably stick with you and resonate with you and is probably going to change the way you think about things or maybe make you think twice about things or if nothing else, you're going to remember it because I'm saying it to you and you're listening to it right now. That's the crazy thing. So there is power with social media influence. There is power with video. There is power with voice. And a lot of times we're celebrating the wrong things. We're watching the wrong people sell us the wrong shit and the wrong dreams. And at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is how happy you guys are and how fulfilled you are. It's not about the multiple degrees. It's not about the house and the car and the stuff and what you think other people have. It's how happy you are, how confident you are with your body and your mind and your life and your choices and nobody else's. And I do think social media is amazing. I do think there's great power in it. I've met some amazing people with it. It has changed my life. I never... I would never have made this amount of money at this point in my life without it today. I just wouldn't have. I would never have met the hundreds of thousands of people like you guys who are listening uh, today. I wouldn't have been able to run a business online at scale like this. I would not have made the connections. And in all reality, I probably would have never, I would never know uh, a Hannah Eden. I probably would never know a BG Gadur for that matter, or like a, a Kenny Santucci, or a Colleen Fosh, or a Silent Mike, or I can go, to, or a Mike Russell. I can go down the list. Um, but because of the internet and their influence, I get to, you know, I get to follow them and appreciate their life and the value that they create for me and they can reciprocate the same and we can become friends and we live an amazing life and we all level each other up. 
but I don't follow people who are selling fucking pipe dreams and horse shit. I just don't believe in it. I don't, anybody who posts something like more than once or twice that I find in bad taste or it's negative or I don't like it, I immediately block it and unfollow it and I get out of my life. I eradicate it. I don't consume anything, you guys, that is negative or puts me in a bad mindset. I just hate that shit. I don't watch the news for that matter. I check the market for sure um, because we're invested in the market and but again I don't like I don't cry like when, on my birthday I think the Dow dropped like 800 points or something I'm not going to trip out about that because I'm not retiring tomorrow and that's not the only place we have money but the point is like I'll watch that stuff but I, I'm not like I'm not like it's fucking doomsday the world's going to melt I don't care I, I don't watch the local news. I don't watch the national news. I don't follow people who spew propaganda and horse shit. I don't get into religious or political debates. I don't uh, give my opinion to other people who don't ask for it. Obviously, if you're on the podcast, you're going to get it because I'm an expert in my opinion. And this is my podcast. But I don't surround myself with people who are negative, who are vampires, who are going to suck energy and life out of me. I don't try to surround myself with people who are drains. I want to be around people who are fountains and I want all of us to be able to level each other up and create more value in our lives. And I urge you to do the same when you're following people on social media and the internet and everywhere in between, because there is a lot of really awesome, amazing people out there. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a podcast of probably my top like 20, I'll pick up a number, like maybe it's top 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 people on social media I think you should follow, whether that be on Instagram, on Facebook, on podcasts, email newsletters, or Facebook and everything in between, because I think that would be a lot of value for you guys. If you're interested in that and you listen to this podcast and you say, hey, Jeremy, that'd be super cool. I'd love to follow the people you follow. I'm happy to do that for you guys and give these guys some free publicity and hopefully build their following too, because there's some really awesome fucking people out there who have helped me a lot, and I would not be the person I am today, and I've said it before, like I wouldn't be this person with without like a David Jack, like without a, a BJ Gadour, without uh, you know like a Pat Rigsby. Like, I wouldn't be without a Tommy Baker. Like There's a lot of people who have influenced me and my decisions in the way that I think and what I do and a lot of people who don't even have social that I've just met in my personal life and that's all part of you surrounding yourself with awesome humans but I think I'll do a podcast uh, honestly on that because I think it would provide value for you guys and I think it'd be beneficial for you to listen to and again a lot of us just a, a full disclaimer we share the same message uh, we're cut from the same cloth. We come from the same religion. We believe the same shit. Uh, really, it's just being about being happy, being fulfilled, working really hard, and uh, being patient with, with the things that come your way and just being an awesome human. And I do believe karma is real, and the more good shit you put out into the world, the more good shit comes back to you. I just I believe in that tenfold. Uh, it's, it's been the experience of my life, and uh, hopefully it'll be the experience for yours too. So hopefully that helped you guys and cleared up some of the, the misconceptions and the things about social media and, and the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. Again, I do think it's an amazing tool. I do think you guys should be on the platforms. I think you, it, it can do your life a lot of good. You can learn a lot of things. You become educated, inspired, and motivated if you're a person who needs that. Um, it's out there for you. There's a lot of people putting out a lot of great things, but I think a lot of us, we fall into these little rabbit holes of becoming friends with certain people or certain followings and notions. And when you, you have to ask yourself, when I'm watching this and listening to this and reading this, is it putting me in a better mood or a worse mood? Is it creating value in my life or is it taking value from my life? Is it making me feel better about myself or worse about myself? Is it motivating me or is it demotivating me? And if the answer is it makes you feel worse, it makes you think you're living a shitty life and you're not good enough and it makes you feel sad and depressed and broken and lonely and inferior, get rid of it immediately. I promise you if you can eradicate that kind of shit from your life, 
your life levels up almost instantly just by filling it with positive, amazing, awesome, dope shit. You mix that with hard work and persistence and patience, and you guys will be more successful in not just health and fitness, but in anything you do in your life, finances, relationship, and everything in between. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. That was a way longer rant than I wanted to. I'm sorry I got off track a little bit, but that's me, and that's how I roll, and that's my obsessive compulsive brain. Once it gets caught on something, all bets are off. So if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Please drop me a five-star and leave a comment on iTunes. I truly do appreciate reading it. It is my oxygen on here. It helps me breathe. It keeps me going and pumping these out. If you dig this and you know somebody who gets sucked into the you know social media, Instagram vortex and Facebook stuff and the YouTube and they're obsessed with the wrong shit, have them give this a listen and see if it can't snap them out of the you know negative trance that they're in and put them into a positive mindset. I truly do appreciate you guys for sharing this. And if you share it on IG or anywhere else, I'll happily reshare it. Um, and I love you guys giving your comments about it, even in there uh, and anywhere else you, you share to use it. So a lot of stuff coming to the pipe. I'm trying to get Colleen Fosh, like I said, on the podcast, hopefully this Friday or next Friday. Um, a lot of other cool people in the queue too. I just got to get uh, confirmation from them and I'll drop it on you. But if there's anything else you want to hear specifically, shoot me a DM, send me a message. I'm happy to record it. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.